Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. You're listening to the final cast on the Paddle and Finn Podcast Network. I am your host, Brad. And guess who's back? Trash Panda's back. Back. <laughs> What's up, everybody? What's up, man? It's been a long time, it seems like. It has been. It has been. It's been probably since maybe June. Um, I'm not sure if I recorded any in July. Um, it's possible, but I don't think that I did. Um, but yeah, man, it's great to be back. I'm happy to be back. And uh, let's kick this thing off, bro. Heck yeah. I think one of the last episodes that you were on was uh, your St. Clair trip where you placed like pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, to be honest with you, I cannot remember where I placed. If I finished just inside the top 10 or outside the top 10, I think you were ninth. Uh, yeah, it's possible. But dude, it was insanity. Like, um, I had a heck of a day out on the water and, demon come close to the top three and it was insanity we got some a tip from a local guy here of a place to fish which was just awesome and what was really cool is we had the water to ourselves uh it was me mike and brandon out there and me and mike just put on a clinic i think we let it for like the first half of the tournament, um, him and I kept switching one and two. And I think I finished with like 93 inches, but number one took, I think, had 106 inches of smallmouth, dude. Something crazy like that. I can't That's remember awesome. the numbers, but 
Yeah, dude. Um, probably easily the top smallmouth fishing that I've ever had, like in one day, you know, well, or a weekend. I mean, we spent, I think we went down there Thursday. We pre-fished Friday and Saturday or Friday. Mm-hmm. And then a tournament was Saturday. And then I ended up doing the paddle and fin bracket tournament uh that following oh, sunday man. which i didn't do good in which stunk but i think we caught the smallmouth um at the uh tail end of the spawn uh i think the females were there were some females still roaming the beds but i think they were moving on out because we were catching a lot of males and occasionally you would come across like a big female um where we were at so hmm. uh but yeah dude it was awesome yeah, that was that was a cool tournament. I remember watching it. I'm like, man, ninety inches. I've only ever hit ninety inches once, largemouth, smallmouth together, and that was this year. But man, that's cool. I think we're gonna definitely head up there, maybe a, w- a week or two earlier. Um, so we are like in kind of the prime spawning time um, compared to when we were. So because yeah. we, we seeing you could see them on beds, but you were seeing the males were guarding and then the females, you would see them occasionally, but they were like, they were moving around ultra fast. Like they would zip in in an area and zip out. Like Hmm. you would just see these big, big dark Brown shadows, just like the bedding area. And then they would just be out again. That's awesome. (laughs) So it was, it was pretty wild, man. I mean, I was seeing beds that were like 10 feet in diameter, like, and it was cool because you could tell, what the sweet spot of the uh, bed was and they would use like, I'm assuming they were like, it was like a pebble or a shell and it was like white. It'd be bright white and you would stand out in the middle of the sand, like in in the middle of the bed. You could just, you, I mean, you could see it just straight through the water right there. And as soon as you would hit that sweet spot, man, boom, that the, the male would be all over it. So, but I was fishing, um, the wicked willow, um, And like, I I think we already touched on this before. Basically I was pulling it through. There was like real sparse vegetation. It seemed like a lot of the beds were at the bottom uh, of that vegetation. So if I would hit some vegetation and kind of feel like I started to snag, I'd just kill it and let that bait drop down and it would get hit then. Yeah. That was uh, Sam Jones talking about that little tactic. Yeah. I remember remember that. That's cool. Yeah. He was telling us, he's like, get it on the sweet spot and twitch it a little bit. And um, so, but you know, um, that was one of the highlights for the year so far. There was a lot of other stuff. A lot of stuff I got to learn this year. Um, I spent more time this year in a, a pedal drive uh, than I had previously, which was cool. And the boat that I chose was the Big Rig FD. Um, and I had been in that boat from when I visited Brian. And Mm -hmm. so when that tournament came up, I asked Mark from Loveland if I could borrow the big rig FD. And he said, yeah. And he's like, try to sell it while you're there, (laughs) which I was (laughs) going to, but we ended up not running into any of other anglers really while we were out there. And then with the whole COVID thing, everybody was just, you know, just, there was no in-person, you know, check-ins or anything like that where you would get like some people that might be interested in it. So but uh, use that boat for a little bit, and then um, <clears throat> shortly thereafter, like kind of towards the end of the summer, I bought Chris Anderson's big rig from him, which I had to turn around and sell like a couple months later, just because preparation and stuff that I'm going through. And 
but um dude i love that kayak to be honest with you i Mm -hmm. i like the stability of it's just like bar none man it's just super super stable kayak um it is uh it's a barge so it's a little heavy it's hard to you know pedal you know yeah paddle if you have to but go ahead is that the one that jay brought to dale hollow last year yes same yeah i i got in it that thing is super stable yeah it uh the one that i had was a 2019 uh the one i borrowed from uh chris anderson or that bought from chris anderson and it had the um it has the old drive in it didn't have any issues with the old drive um Mm-hmm. but the thing turned like really really bad so and yeah, i knew it that does. it had the old it has the old rudder on it so i bought um the boondocks uh j rudder and it's specifically made for jackson kayaks um is it the big orange one no that's what comes with them now that jackson oh, okay. sense. this this one's black it's um feels like it's made out of metal it seems like it's made out of some sort of aluminum or metal or something like that um Hmm. but it is uh it's kind of long and skinny versus the kind of short stubby fat one that jackson had on the old ones and dude it was night and day difference so i put that in it was it's a little overpriced i think it was like 90 bucks for it something like that but to be honest with you, the difference that I saw and how that kayak performed turning wise was night and day. So it was yeah. worth it, you know, um, it seems, seems like all those products nowadays for kayaks, like the aftermarket stuff, they're up there in price. Yeah. I mean, there's a market for it. And especially with something like that, because yeah. it solved a problem and that people were really kind of complaining about a lot was how how hard it was to turn that boat. Like you needed a lot of area to be able to turn around, you know, mm-hmm. if you're on fish, man, it's the last thing you want to do is go around, you know, pedaling through potentially, you know, or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's, um, but it was definitely, definitely a good product. Um, very solid built. Um, I mean, it literally is plug and play too. I didn't have to do anything modification wise. It slid right up into the same slot that's up underneath the boat, right into where the, um, I don't know, you call it a cotter pin or whatever. Uh, yeah, slide. Everything slid in exactly the same. So, um, you know, definitely, uh, definitely was a, an improvement that I, I really was happy with, you know, once I got installed, it, it made that boat a hundred times more fun to fish with. So. I bet because uh, I know the few minutes I did spend inside of it, I could not even get it to turn around inside that marina because it just turned so wide. Uh, yeah, it you <laughs> the problem with that boat is it always seemed like you had to keep you had to get like momentum going and then yeah. it would kind of engage. Uh, you know the rudder would. I don't know if it was just because it was so short it couldn't grab like enough surface area of the water or what, but with that other one, dude, like if you just turn to start pedaling, the boat starts turning. So, I mean, it's still, it's still not exactly like, you know, like turning on a dime by any means, yeah. but definitely, definitely a lot better. So it, that which, brings what's up. I think the, the new 3d drive from Jack or 3d rudder, it's the orange one that you're referring to. Yeah. Um, from what I understand that one performs a lot better, obviously I've, I've tried both of them before I've tried the, the old rudder or yeah, the old rudder and then the old 
the old rudder. And then I tried obviously the boondocks one, but then when I tried the, when I had Loveland's boat, I, that one had the new orange one that JK, mm-hmm. you know, provides and it does turn better, you know, um, I wish I would have been able to do a comparison between the orange one and the boondocks one. Um, I didn't get an opportunity, but, uh, I do know that for sure that the orange one is pretty close to the boondocks one, if not right on. So, yeah, you brought up the a good point about having to gain some speed before actually turning. And I had, um, a couple different experiences this year one with the uh native slayer max i got to try that out for a little bit and uh the radius is so tight it's probably boat trader america's largest boating marketplace offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from sell find and finance new or used boats on america's largest boating marketplace visit boattrader.com to get started 14 15 foot diameter you know um i was circling uh justin he was sitting in my bonafide and i was circling him and barely missing the front and the back with that oh and really then, yeah that it, thing it, turns, it turns out pretty good, good. yeah nice. and then the other one with uh i i spent some time in was the hobie outback and that that thing it's fast but it seems like you have to get up to speed before you can get it to turn yeah but i know they have like uh, uh, different rudders that come with that too now that you can buy aftermarket. It just reminded me of that when you said that. <clears throat> Heck yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of some other new stuff offhand. Um, there wasn't much new stuff that I used. There was a lot of new things that I did fishing wise this year, you know, like technique wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I started fishing deeper. Um, one of one of the times was with um, when we went up to East West Harbor and we fished the uh, Cincinnati kayak fishing the um, charity tournament. And me and oh, Mike, yeah. me, Mike, Braden, and Dylan and Brandon went up there to camp out and fished up there. And I did decent in the tournament. Um, I didn't do as well as obviously nobody did as well as old Jackson did, but Mike finished pretty high up there. Oh man. Yeah. I forgot about that tournament. Yeah. So we went up there and I fished, um, in a sense, like a ledge, it wasn't a ledge, but the way it laid out was, and that was kind of cool. That was a good experience to learn, like, you know, how to kind of cast, my bait into an area and kind of bring it like either off the ledge or, mm-hmm. you know, up the ledge, vice versa. Kind of, it was working both ways. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Um, another thing that I did was when we were at Dale hollow, uh, Dale hollow, I got out there and finally tied on something to try to fish deep. Um, one of the things I've been struggling with is kind of figuring out like, what am I, what am I seeing on my graph? Am I seeing fish? Am I seeing bass? You know, um, at first I was describing what I was seeing when we were at Dale hollow. And I think it was Mike was like, Hey dude, that's the thermocline. And then I talked to, uh, uh, one of the other guys that was out there and he's like, no dude, that's what I was marking too. Those are bass. He's like, they're just suspended off the bottom. It was in like 50 feet of water though, like between (laughs) 
40 and 50 feet of water. It was kind of, they sat around that 45 mark and we went to a different place and I struggled and struggled and struggled. I mean, we caught some fish on the river when we were out there, but it wasn't catching like a lot of, a lot of anything of size. And, um, so I finally tied on like a, a deep diving crankbait and I just kind of experimented. I was like, I gotta figure this out for so long or for so long. I'm always one of those anglers that throws what they're comfortable with even if it's not working and I have a really hard time switching it up and I end up just being frustrated. But that was pretty cool as I put on a, oh man, it was like a, just a, uh, like a five XD extra mm-hmm. deep, something like that. So it, it dove to, I want to say, yeah, was, I want to say it hit around the 25 mark. Um, yeah. it's where I could feel the bottom. Um, and I ended up just trying it out and, um, I was kind of, since we weren't fishing in a tournament or anything, I trolled it around, um, and caught like a really nice, uh, large mouth. I think it was about an 18, 17 to 18 inch large mouth doing that. Hmm. So that was kind of a cool experience. I hadn't done that before. Um, but I just, yeah, fishing kind of deep, trying out different baits, um, trying to fish using my graph deep, you know, like marking a fish and trying to, once I marked it kind of back up a little bit and you know, it's worked a few times. I wasn't highly successful by any means, but you know, it kind of gave me an understanding what I'm seeing on my graph is, is what I think it is sometimes, you know? Yeah. I, I struggle with that too. So it's, um, it's still going to be a lot of learning. I didn't get out as much as I did. I, I was out a lot in the spring and then with everything that kind of went on personally this year, everything kind of halted and slowed way down. I mean, I got out a few times here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, overall it was just, um, you know, the, that's the cards that were dealt this year. So, I mean, it was <laughs> yeah. an awful year for me. So it seemed like you were traveling more than usual this year though. It like once a month, at least with Mike, yeah, Mike and I went to a lot of places, especially in the first half of the you know season. Um, and uh, I want to say, like, once after East West Harbor, it kind of slowed down. Uh, we were kind of staying more local until we went to Dale Hollow. Um, yeah. But I wasn't going to miss Dale Hollow. I mean, we had so much fun last year. And then being able to see so many of the Paddle and Finn crew, I was like, I got to go. So, yeah. I missed it, but oh well. It was tough fishing, though, man. Like, uh, it's that I think if we do Dale Hollow again, it's going to need to switch over to the spring. Oh, so, dude. Springtime, yeah. April. Oh, I love Dale Hollow in April. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, I, you know, both times that I've been there, where it was with you the previous year, and we went, I want to say, the second weekend in September. No, it was the end. It was like the 27th, 28th. Was it? Yeah. Okay. And then obviously this one was right around that same time. So it's crazy. Like we've talked about in the past, how soon that they draw down those lakes Mm -hmm. in Tennessee. So, yeah, I was completely shocked to see that last year. We pulled up and I'm like, holy crap, there's no water in these coves. Well, and 
What's even crazier, Brad, is they do that like a month ahead of when we were there. Because when I, I was there in August uh, for my birthday, Cherokee Lake and Douglas Lake had both been pulled down that far too. So, yeah, I, I actually walked around uh, Cherokee Lake last year. I think it was around August. Mm-hmm. That Something was like, like yeah, you went it. you went the weekend after I had been there. You and your wife were traveling there you, when we were coming back. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, because we were. I was like, hey, I just saw you on the highway going the other way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, I, I got down there and the, the, that lake was low. I was like, holy crap, you can see everything. This is crazy. Even one of the boat docks by the dam, like you couldn't even launch there because there was no water in it. Yeah. Yeah, it just blows my mind that they lower it that that low that early in the year. But I guess it's because of the fall rain that they get. Uh, that and also, from what I understand, the fall rain, it's obviously for flood control. But at the yeah. same time, it gives the people who own boat docks time to work on them throughout the season. And oh. when you think about how many people are like, how much is involved out there? in regards to that because i mean we don't have places like that in ohio so ohio doesn't really i i mean would they take forever to draw down versus you know what they do down there i mean that's that's like a livelihood you've got people who own marinas and then you got houseboats and people who actually live on the lake and you know or vacation homes and all that jazz so it gives them time to get out there and work on those docks so i never thought about that but yeah, our lakes here in Ohio, we probably, they probably lower them four feet for the winter. I'm guessing something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure, but it's not it's not much at all. Yeah, but huh, that's interesting. But we have a bunch of toilet bowls for lakes here. So. I know they're all <laughs> muddy, poopy. <laughs> so I don't even know. I hate fishing up here, well, except for the river. Yeah. But then again, when you get rains up here, the river just turns to freaking mud too yeah that's why our all of our lakes look like that too so uh uh docks have you ever been to uh, east river landing over here in moraine i have not not yet Uh, they have a boat ramp there and it's a nice parking lot and everything well last time i was out there they took out the dock i didn't know they did that oh really yeah i I got there i was like where'd the dock go it was after a big flood too, so I'm. I thought it maybe washed down stream or something, but uh, maybe if it's if it's a floating one, they might remove it so it doesn't get damaged and stuff. Like, cause I know you know, you know how it is around here. Like we get, we don't. The weather's so up and down in Ohio throughout the winter. Like one day it's gonna be sixty in December, and then you know, two days later we get a foot and a half of snow. And then after that snow's done, it rains for five days. And then, yeah. you know, like everything's flooding out and, you know, it's just a cycle of that garbage. So, I mean, that's why you go, like uh, I've talked about in the past, like from where I, I wade fished for so long, it used to just make me thoroughly disgusted being on the riverbank, walking down the, the river, trying to fish. And I'm looking up in trees, like 15 feet, 20 <laughs> feet up in a tree. And there's just garbage from, how those things flood out dude and i I mean it's it's insanity and it's all strictly from it's not like that shit's floating around in the air it's all from how high that river gets yeah i've I've seen like little baby dolls up in the trees and stuff dude it's amazing (laughs) the shit you'll see stuck up in the trees around here 
That's funny. <laughs> it looks like we had a hurricane, like just yeah. went down the river. It does. It's it's crazy. You been on the river much? I haven't been in forever, dude. Um, it's been all. It's been it's been rough for me, man. I uh, like I said, you know, for those that didn't know, uh, my soon to be ex wife and I have been s- going through a separation since June, and that's why I was on a hiatus from the podcast. Um, I had to pack up the computer, and, and then fortunately, I had a good buddy. We all talked about him before. Mike Grimsley let me stay down at this place throughout the summer, and. Um, I just, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on with that. I had to get rid of the kayaks, um, even though, and that, that just happened recently, but, um, it was just with everything that was kind of going on, trying to find a new place, traveling from Westchester all the way up to here, you know, to, for work and making sure I still spent all the time that I could with the kids. Um, you know, it's just, I, it, the kayak fishing, all, all that stuff kind of took a backseat, you know, until I got yeah. my cards all settled and, you know, I had to sell both kayaks, which stinks, man. Cause I'm well, itching to get out so bad. And everybody's, I mean, dude, I'm, I'm lucky that I'm involved in this community because of the amount of help that I've, I've gotten from everybody. Like Mike's helping me out, you know, let me stay at his place. I got furniture from people. I got, just, just tons of people reached out. Paddle and Finn helped me out. Um, you know, and it's just, it goes to show you like how awesome everybody in this community can be and are, um, you know, obviously with any kind of large group or of people we get, you get the drama and the garbage that comes with it. But really when it comes down to it, like the people that had my back the most were, you know, the people that I, I fish with, it's crazy, Mm -hmm. dude. Like people that I, I mean, one of my best friends, Nate, like, you know, I met him from working, you know, at this steel place and he, um, I bought some bunk beds for the boys that he, um, he had built for somebody else and he hooked me up with that person. And, you know, no questions asked, came over, helped me disassembled them and reassembled them back here, you know, at my place. And, it's just, and these are all people that I share the same passion of fishing and outdoors with, you know, and it was, uh, you know, it was really an eye opening experience to like realize, you know, like how many people I've made friends with down the way that are, mm-hmm. are truly, truly good people, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I like about, uh, our pound on fin group here too. Like we, we all might get on each other's nerves at times and stuff like that, but then, when it really matters, we all step up and help each other. It's pretty yep. cool. Yeah. So, so much love to everybody out there, especially my paddle and fin peeps, Nate, Mike, Brandon. Brandon helped me out a lot, dude. Um, poor Brandon. So I lost my I lost my bending branches angler pro. So have you heard the story about it? No, you told me about it, but I didn't hear the <laughs> this whole story. Is good. This is good. <laughs> so I talked Brad into bending branches, right? So Brad gets to try out my paddle one day on the river. And well, like, hold on. I, I used a cl- uh, angler classic. I never right, did try right, the high right, right. He And he was like, man, those things are expensive. I'm like, yes, dude. But I'm telling you, it's like one of the best investments I've ever made, especially if you're the kind of person who likes to spend a lot of time on the water in one day. And so Brad got to try it out. He's like, dude, that thing is sweet. And before you know it, Brad's got the Navigator and the Angler Pro. 
And so I had the same, I had the same paddle for the past like couple years. And when we were up at St. Clair, I either a left it at the boat dot or at the boat launch and somebody took it or B I had it on the kayak and it blew off because I forgot to take it off of the uh, paddle holder. Cause the Jackson big rig paddle holder is not secure. It's just yeah. a pop, it cl- clips in like it pops on. Um, so I lost that and <clears throat> Brandon was super nice enough to give me his and he had an serious? angular pro too. Yeah. Cause it was sitting at Mike's place and he's like, yeah, dude, you just take it. And I'm like, no way, man. Let me give me, you know, I got to give you something for it. And he's like, no, just take it. It's just sitting over there anyways. And so I take that thing in the same, I do the same stupid shit, dude. Like I left it on the big rig. We put the big rig on the trailer and we're driving to go fishing me and Mike and it blows off the boat into the road. And somebody stopped, had flagged us down and says, Hey, one of your guys paddles. And I was like, shit that's like my paddle that's brandon's and so we go back and we find it and i go and i'm like oh dude it's still here it's not broken and i picked it up and i drop it instantly because it's cracked and it's fiberglass the whole shaft's fiberglass and it's cracked all the way down and when i did that it was like i grabbed a porcupine dude that carbon fibers dude just stuck all into my hand everywhere (laughs) I look down at my hand. I've got like 25 little sh- sh- like slivers oh. of carbon fibers stuck in my hand. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So I, did, yeah, I didn't hear that. That, that I, for, for, for somebody else's sake, I hope the very first one that you did lose, somebody found and was able to at least use it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't but, know what happened. I, I think I left dang. it there. I picked it up and took it because well, we went back and looked for it and it was gone. So. That's I would I would cry. That's a lot. That's two hundred ninety nine bucks. Yeah, I know. Shut up. Oh. Anyway, and I lost, and then I broke somebody else's. I'm so dumb, like <laughs> so dumb. Dude, I I I do stuff like that all the time. I mean, like rod socks. I mean, smaller scale, but I've left so many rod socks places. You know, yeah. somebody probably picks it up. What the heck's pal and Finn? This is gay. I used to leave my um, pliers everywhere. And then I used to carry the um, Rapala folding ruler, the gray one. You ever seen that? Yeah. Like the fish ruler. Like I used to, that's like my favorite thing to carry when I'm wade fishing because it, it, it folds out to like, you know, almost 30 inches or something like that, but you can fold it down to 15 and then it just fits right in your backpack at that point. And I like that thing so much. I bought like three or four of them. And it was also because every time I would go fishing, I would leave it in the bushes somewhere because I'd catch a fish, measure it. And then I'd be like, I'm going to go back out there and pack all my stuff and leave that stupid thing sitting there on the rocks or whatever. And then walk away. So (laughs) yeah, that's the worst. (laughs) I broke, I broke two rods this year. Did you really? Yeah. Uh, one of them was fishing up North. And I hooked into like a 10 pound channel catfish and thought I had like the world record smallmouth on it. And I was um, trying to get it up. So I had, you know, my rod in my right hand behind, like behind me like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to net it and just tip my rod snaps. Like. Oh, I've done that. I, I think I've broken 
maybe one rod, but it was my most expensive one, the Villain 2.0. Yeah. I was so was mad. Pretty, pretty funny when that happened. I wasn't too mad. I mean, it was one of my uh, cheaper Fenwicks, one of the Silver Hawks. But, yeah. I mean, it is it is what it is. Like, I, I get, I've had a lot of good uses out of those rods. I mean, it, I'm not super like delicate with any of that stuff yeah. dude. it usually gets jammed into the truck i put them in the front seat i whack the headrest i hit the ceiling i catch it on the metal post for the headrest you know mm-hmm. i just beat the daylights out of it so yeah um but you know it's bound to happen and then another one i broke oh i broke another one at mike's shop and this was pretty funny. So I w- went in and I didn't realize how hard his, the man door, you know, the regular door you'd walk into somewhere. I didn't walk through the garage door. It was, it was still closed. So I'm taking my stuff out of open the man door and I try to walk in there quickly with all my rods and one of them doesn't make it and the door slams shut and just snaps it in half. Oh, I would be so mad. I get <laughs> mad over that kind of crap, man. <laughs> It's so funny though. I'm like, wow, that door closed really fast. <laughs> yeah. It the the other thing I hate is when you're you're in the kayak and your rods are sticking up straight, and get caught in trees. Yeah. Every time that happens, I get so pissed off. <laughs> but um, you know, other than that, I mean, I had a good year fishing. Um, I learned a lot. I met a lot of cool people. I fished a ton with Mike. Obviously, I was you know living in his. You know, living in his house for, you know, three months, basically three or four months. And so him and I were kicking we were going fishing a lot. We did go on a lot of trips everywhere. So, I mean, cause I kind of, with what was going on with the separation, like kind of, it was like, uh, I would spend the weekend with the kids, you know, mm-hmm. and then the next weekend I'd have, I'd had open and, you know, I was seeing them, you know, two or three times during the week also. So, um, I was just super busy with the kids and work and, when I could, I'd throw a fishing trip in and we just kind of got tired of being around here though, too. Like Mike and I were mm-hmm. like, let's go some different places, dude. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> if for, for him fishing with a bunch of my buddies that I've never fished or that I fish with, I've never actually met him face to face yet. I don't think you've never met Mike. No, I need to Mike. If you're listening to this, let's go fishing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> i'm serious dude he I, goes all the time man he's, I know. he's he went with chris a couple weeks ago and i was i was gonna tag along but the, i don't have the the new kayak registered so i was just like yeah whatever but yeah dude we need to go i need to go fishing with you it's been a while i don't even know that you and i fished together this year we didn't do a river were, float no, no because you were all covid scared the whole beginning half of the year man and I kept asking you, like, oh, dude, Allie's scared. <laughs> Allie's scared. Oh, yeah. Well, and my, then, wa- and my it... wife owns her own business. So she, she was worried about me getting it and then her having to shut down. Right. But right now it's not as bad because right now is her off season. But yeah. during the whole farmer's market thing she was doing, she would have had to shut down for two weeks. And that wouldn't have been good for us. Yeah. Oh, I understand. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, it was um... – it was interesting, you know. It was it was cool doing the paddle. I had a lot of fun at the paddle and fin meetup. Um, you know, I missed doing this. Um, yeah. It's been a while, so um, you know, we got some catching up to do as far as some of the episodes that I had planned out that we never really got to. Um, but 
hopefully, you know, we'll get back in the swing of things for everybody here soon with the final cast. Uh, big shout out to Jimmy and Brad, though. You, Brad, Jimmy, you guys killed it, dude. Um, there was, I just got to tell you, man, that there was a lot of good positive feedback from a lot of the episodes that you guys did. Um, a lot of people were really digging the battery one. Um, uh, bio, you know? Yeah. Oh, that was probably my favorite episode this year. Yeah, that was definitely a good one. So, you know, but thanks for, um, you know, thanks for all the hard work you guys put into it. So. Yeah, Jimmy, if you're listening to this, send me your address, dude. I'm going to send you like a gift card or something. Hook you up. You're going to send Jimmy I, a gift card? Heck yeah, to, dude, because you put like, in some hours on the podcast this year, uh, man. Get, get, hey, just send some cake balls, man. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Hey, well, it, he he wants to he wants me to come down there uh, to Gunnersville. He's like, I'm going to get you to catch a fish on a frog because I never caught one. You never so he's like, caught a fish on a frog? No. Are you serious? <laughs> no. Dude, I'll take you to do that around here, man. Like, <laughs> do, like just, how do you, how do you, I mean, you could go, one of the best places you could go, like, just knock it out. Like, say you did it, it was Kaiser, um, Kaiser back in the day, dude. Like, yeah. um, I remember going there in the spring and I caught like 30 bass on a little tiny black live target bass, you know, like the little live target frog. Yeah. Um, And dude, I would bomb that thing like a country mile and just, pull it through over that those little grass patches i think uh, that's the thing i just don't know how to work it but once once somebody shows me how to do it i have confidence in it like my trip to visit brian in august yeah i threw the football jig on his home lake that whole day i was like i'm catching a fish on this yeah finally caught two of them they were both good too yeah that place is fun wasn't it oh yeah yeah, the one was like 18 inches, and it was probably three, three and a half pounds. Dude, they're huge. They're fat. like freakishly huge shoulders. Like, But, I mean, I guess when you fish where we do in Ohio, like all of our bass are usually really anorexic unless they're smallmouth, like, you know. Yeah. But the largemouth are all, like, withering hey. away. So, Are you planning on going to the Fox River tournament? I, you know, I have – no idea what's going to happen next year, to be honest with you. Yeah. Cause I was sitting there like, Hey, maybe we should talk about next year's plans. And I'm like, I don't even have a kayak right now. So I don't have plans right now either. So, but I think it'd be really cool to do the paddle and fin, um, trail series. Um, you know, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, like just with the time with the kids and stuff like that, I'm like, it's going to be hard, you know, pulling that, pulling that off. And, but the cool thing is, is that it's um, sort of all based Midwest. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, um, it's Not, definitely doable. Nothing's like too terribly out of the way. So. Except lacrosse is probably like eight hours, but you got to qualify for that one, I think. Cause it's the championship. Yeah. Like but what I was going to say, Fox river, that, that one stands out to me. Cause when I went out to Brian, he took me out on the Kishwaukee river like 15 mm-hmm. minutes from his house. We, we, uh, we got onto some freaking footballs. I mean, bigger footballs in here. I was like, dude, this is sweet. Yeah. 
It's really cool where Brian lives too, because he's kind of out there a little bit. It's not super populated where he where he's at. I mean, Rockford's got a decent population, but I really liked it up there. It was fun visiting him. I got to go do it again. I've been talking about going up there, and if if it happens, last year it didn't really happen because the ice was was not really on for very long up there, mm -hmm. and because they had a mild winter overall too, like we did. But I want to go up there and ice fish with him and Jay using hot dogs for bike. Like that's <laughs> dude, ridiculous. I would go. <laughs> yeah, if you if you if you go, let me know. I'll do stuff like that. That'd be fun. <laughs> I was like, that'll be a good video to put up for Paddle and Finn. Heck yeah, yeah. I, I hope we do a meetup again next year in the springtime or something. <laughs> that's gonna be busy though, man. Because the Paddle and Finn Dale Hollow, that dude. Like, I might just go fish at you know. Yeah. Because well. it is in April, that the open and everything, and the, the beginning of this whole thing is right there at Dale Hollow in, in the spring. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, if you guys are listening, I highly encourage you to go out to Dale Hollow that time of the year. It's a, it's it's fun. Uh, fish fishing all the wood and stuff. You'll you'll have like temperatures probably sixty five to seventy seventy two something like that. Yeah. Uh, I went the first weekend of May one year and it was 77 degree water, t water, water temperature already, but it shot up during the day pretty quick. But yeah, that, was, that time of the year is awesome. Heck yeah. And dude, we're going, I'm taking your ass straight up to, uh, St. Clair. Cause I'm doing that. St. Clair, St. Clair changed my mind about what kind of smallmouth fights harder, whether it's in the river or in a lake. And St. Clair smallmouth fishing was like, I was like, dude, these these might fight harder than what I've caught in a river. Not saying that, you know, all rivers are like that, but yeah. I was just like, it's really really different when you're fishing in a lake like that and you're hooking into what are just freakishly shaped giant smallmouth like i mean dude the heads on them it's just like <laughs> it's hard to describe like you you pull one out of the water you're like this is the weirdest smallmouth it's huge <laughs> and it's just you know it just i was like it's shoulders and stuff just don't match what you know what you're catching it's just crazy but yeah it's, it's, it's definitely a good time they're not like largemouth where they hold the weight in the belly it's just they're they just get bigger top to bottom yeah i mean it's literally like it was the definition of the nerf ball like shape like with a tail <laughs> yeah that's that's awesome i need to experience that oh ryan ryan doll he's like um oh, planning a trip in may i was like i might come with you he's like that's why i said something <laughs> yeah dude and if i mean dude like i said it's it's a lot of fun it's um you can get out there and kayak it it's not i mean obviously with any big water like that you've got the issues where the weather can take a turn but it's not like lake erie scary you know or yeah. like like that because i mean it's where we were fishing man it was like seven feet deep that was it so, yeah i heard like the deepest is what like 16 to 20 or something yeah it's like not that. it's not a deep lake it's just big so when you do get you know when when it gets windy out there it is sketchy just because it is wide open it's like a big giant bowl basically and so but i mean when we were out there most of the time it was really calm and uh, when we went, I want to say we fished Thursday and Friday, but I can't remember. 
anyways, when we were there originally, it was no boat traffic. Mm -hmm. So the first couple of days, and then obviously on Saturday and Sunday on tournament day and the next day it picked up. So it was a little rocky out there, but I mean, dude, we were fishing fairly, we were fishing right there next to the docks. A lot of times, like, you know, like the furthest we went out was like, 100 to 200 yards offshore that wasn't very far so yeah i I, i'd probably feel at home with that not deep and then grass offshore like if there's grass offshore i feel pretty comfortable fishing it yeah so i think that'd be fun but yeah it's real sandy it's not like a lot there's rocks but it's not like you're finding like you know, just piles and piles of rocks and it's just real rocky everywhere. Like, so if you find a rock pile, like it's a good place to kind of hang out. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not like Williams reservoir where it just rocky drop off. No, no, I need to get back up there too, but it's, um, you know, we'll definitely go up there and check it out. I'd like, like I said, I want to go up there a little bit early. Like I'd almost like to go up there like when, before the spawn, like when they yeah, come in, when they've come in, they've come in and they're just like, you know, picking off bait fish, like in the shallows yeah. until they get ready to make the beds. That'd be badass, dude. Like, Heck yeah. Top where they're just water, feeding man. up like crazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then, and then I, I'd, I'd have the, you know, it'd probably be if, even fairly calm because you think about it, it's st- going to still be slightly chilly to where there's not a lot of people out there, mm-hmm. uh, pleasure boating. Cause I mean, you get your bass boats, but your bass boats blast in fish a spot and blast out. Um, you know, where it kind of gets a little sketchy is when you start getting, you know, a lot of people tubing and, you know, even the bigger boats and they're just, you know, blasting by one after another, you know, and that's where you start getting that real, gnarly you know chop that starts forming and stuff like that so but the bass boats and stuff coming in and out it's not a big deal really but i think i think it'd be a good time to go up there like early may or something so yeah pre-spawn's my favorite time to fish i love it like on the river man yeah it's so much fun i love it but so what else is new anything else not really man you know, just got got the new pad, the new bachelor pad here set up. Heck yeah. I had the paddle and fin on the TV, but the TV looks like a computer screen from here. It looks tiny. It's crazy what Skype does to our videos. Yeah. But um, I, it timed out. <laughs> so the screensaver. For, it's all but, good. You're, you're, like I said, your head's blocking it, so I can't really see it anyway. But yeah, I do apologize to anybody if I've got um, an echo um in my old place um the walls were hollow in a sense uh not hollow but there wasn't dry it wasn't drywalled so like the sound could travel through the wall and stay away and i'm sitting in a corner uh right here next to my kitchen and so it's slightly echoey so if there's bad quality sorry two exterior walls yeah yeah well actually just one uh and then i got the neighbors Wall oh, right I got you. Yeah. They're probably it, like, is this guy just talking to himself in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, if you start hearing a, boot, uh, yeah. a broom bang on the side, you got to move you, the other side. Pay no attention. It's just my neighbor. <laughs> She's pissed. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see kind of what happens next year, you know, as far as 
what kayaks are going to get? I know I'm going to shoot to try to get a Kilroy again, dude. One of my big goals this year is going to be spending as much time with my kids as I possibly can. Cause my time's going to be limited with them now. And, um, I have to go get that Kilroy. Zach was so upset with me, dude, when I sold huh. it. Cause they were with me actually too. Um, the guy kind of popped up out of nowhere and he was like, Hey dude, I want to buy that thing. Uh, do you want me to electronically send you the money right now? And I was like, no dude, come look at the boat first. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like I do not want you to send me money electronically. And then I go to deliver this thing to you and you're like, no, I don't want it. And then I have to try to, you know, go to the bank yeah. and all that jazz. So, um, but Zach was with me and it was super sad because he got to go out a few times on the river with me and he fell in love with that kayak because he had somewhere comfortable to sit and then he got real ballsy and was sitting on the front nose of the boat going down the river and it was just our thing it became our thing this summer and it sucks that i had to get rid of it but you know hey man you're on the loveland team you're gonna get another one so it's all good yeah i just but you know it still stinks dude it kind of had a sentimental value you know yes it was his kayak. I got that thing and specifically for him, you know, and except he keeps requesting and I get a damn Spider-Man like kayak because he's seen the Bonafide. Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, dude. And I'm like, dude, I, I can't get that kayak, Zachary. There's nowhere for you to sit in it. And he's like, but dude, daddy, it's so cool. And I'm like, I know, but. Where, uh, you have anywhere to store the kayak right now? Yeah, I have a garage here. So. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I was fortunate that I found this place because, except for, dude, my boss at work the other day tells me about this house that's next door to him that has its own pond with bass in it, and it's out on the edge of Waynesville, and it's $700 a month. Dang. I mean, it's a three-bedroom, two-bath <laughs> house. I'm like, how much? He's like, $700. i am like, he's like, it's not updated. I'm like, I don't care. It's got a pond with fish in it, dude. Like, Heck yeah. I mean, it's got a dock and everything. I literally, every day, I could just go out my front door i would build a chute from the garage into the lake that's awesome though yeah yeah i was gonna say if you didn't have a garage throw your kayak in mine i wouldn't care yeah dude yeah you would when you're like god i gotta move that thing out of the way but j- just let me use it when you're not using it <laughs> right <laughs> but uh you know so we'll see what i end up in next year definitely want to try to get a jackson boat for my river kayak um i'll, I'll always stick with jackson especially when it comes to river kayaks. Um, I'm thinking I'm going to shop around a little bit if, when it comes to a pedal drive. Uh, but it'd be hard for me to kind of let go of the, the big rig. I'm a yeah. pretty big fan of that kayak. So, yeah, but I know what you mean, man. I know Mike, Mike though. He's like, come to the dark side of Hobie. <laughs> I think I know I'm known as like the kayak Lord now, but, no, more like they're, they're, kayak whore is what you are, <laughs> not lord. But there, there are kayaks that I do miss for sure. I, I do miss the Bonafide. Yeah, well, dude, you, that boat was like, dude, you had that thing. Year and a half. Set up exactly the way you wanted. It had a lot of features that you liked. I think the thing that you hated the most about that kayak was dealing with the weight of it you know yeah. like it was that's a heavy heavy kayak i remember helping you try to do, remember the first time we fished together and i dropped your bonafide yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you felt like this the thing hill. is way heavier than it looks dude like yeah, yeah, yeah it's almost as heavy as the big rig i think no the big rig well maybe the well, standard big rig but the big rig fd's yeah. 140 pounds dude yeah i'm at the standard i think uh i think 
think a bonafide was in the 90s somewhere, wasn't it? Yeah, 94. Yeah. I mean, dude, the Kilroy is 93. It doesn't seem like it'd be that big. That's crazy. It's 13 feet, 13 one, something crazy like that's that. A, yeah, that's a big or boat. A 12 11, something like that. Something crazy. And then it's 36 inches wide. Yeah, that's true. I didn't so. think about that. Yeah, the, the new canoe was 13 and a half. Feet. But well, the the way those handles were on that boat um, made it easy to carry. So yeah, yeah. And I kept it on the light side too, since I use it as a river boat. So it's yeah, still hard, it's, still hard as hell to carry by yourself, though. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, that's the worst part about kayak fishing, for me at least. Especially going to Franklin, the spot that I like to hit a lot. Going downhill and then carrying it back uphill felt like I was going to have a heart attack. Yeah, got to get in shape, bro. Uh, I, I'm in pretty good shape, it seems like. But you need to get in better shape. It sounds I like I do. I, I do. I and ate I... well before I started the podcast. I ate four cookies. Yeah. See, there's the <laughs> problem. <laughs> you're lucky. You're you're like me. You have a labor intensive job that keeps you skinny. But if you stopped yeah. that job, you would be two hundred something. You know. Pounds over weight in no time. Yeah, you'd be sitting there like, I eat cookies for a living. I'm a cookie tester. Yeah, I need to stop, man. I need to stop. But... It's hard to though when you have a wife who bakes like a you know, know she's a professional man. baker, dude. Like I'm the same way. I love sweets, so like uh, cookies and cake. Yum yum yum. Oh man, I love her cookies. They're so good. <laughs> All right, dude. Let's wrap this up. Okay. Okay. See you later. I'm sure. <laughs> no, but so thanks we, everybody for listening again. And thanks for uh, sticking around and everybody for letting me come back. Brad, thanks for letting me come back, buddy. That's not, that wasn't my choice. That was your choice. And I laid off. I gave you your space. I didn't want to bug you like, Hey, when you coming back, when you coming back, I gave you your space and you came back to me when you were ready. So I came back to you. I was like, Brad, <laughs> <laughs> I missed you, buddy. It's all good. No, we got some cool episodes planned. I uh, think uh, I got an email from Brian just a little bit ago. You got it too about yeah. a show, and then uh, hopefully we can get Anchor Wizard on here soon. And then I think we're taking a break December fourteenth, right? Something, Something like that. Yeah, so you're gonna take a little bit of a holiday break like we did last year. So I think we're looking at like maybe three weeks. Um, and then, uh, we'll kick back up after New Year's and get the ball rolling again. And so, yeah, it'll be cool. Start seeing some of these new products come out. Uh, I have some, we'll have some, uh, old oldies, but goodies back on. Maybe we'll see our, uh, our dudes from Z-Man back on maybe Plano and, you know, I was going to say Z-Man, he, he, he's going to come back on. We're going to talk about their new products. Yeah. So that's gonna be fun. I can't wait. <laughs> Sounds good, dude. And we'll get to talk about all the stuff that we get for Christmas. I don't think I'm getting shit for Christmas, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I'm like, oh, Christmas. Like, it's I probably little... won't either, but whatever. I mean, but I, I'm replacing my rods. I replaced all my rods with Douglas rods. They're coming. So yeah. So are you like on their pro staff or what? I don't know. Oh. Um, no, but I, I, I got all my rods replaced. So that's I cool. I got those coming in the mail, so I'm so excited. 
which Brian let me try those when I visited him up in there. And I'm like, dude, these are sweet. What do you got left over that you're trying to sell? Uh, Fenwick bait caster, 13 fishing bait caster, and uh, uh, Dawa Tatula, whatever. Hold on to Fenwick for me. It's an HMG. I know. It's a medium seven foot. Sweet. I think that's what I broke. (laughs) There you go. If you want it, I'll give you a good deal on it. All right. All righty. Sweet. We will see you guys next week and uh, have a good one. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs.